It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is December 10th, 2020. My name is Philip Ross. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, has Markel Fultz taken the next step? Steve Clifford seems to think so, and he can't wait to show us. Plus, we'll talk about the magic, trying to get notice, and a little bit more about... What did I have planned today? Um, a little bit more about uh, how this training camp is similar to what the magic faced in the bubble and how this training camp has been just a little bit different. I knew I had I knew I had something else planned today. Before we get to any of that, though, I do want to remind you all you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast. I work by searching every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like there's a daily podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only get from a local expert who knows their team best. The Orlando Magic will take on the Atlanta Hawks on Friday and Sunday. So get ready for the first preseason game of the season with Locked On Hawks. I know I'll be giving them a listen to probably on Friday. No matter what your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or College 2, there is a Locked On podcast for you. Just search for Locked On in the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. One of the big questions facing the Orlando Magic this season is, is how do they get better? We talked a little bit about it yesterday. Uh, and a little bit about how, you know, kind of where this Magic team is going and, and, and what they're trying to do and, and how they're trying to kind of keep feet in both waters here. But ultimately, you know, the, the ultimate conclusion for how this Magic team gets better and how this Magic team gets noticed, which we'll talk a little bit more about here coming up, is internal development. You know, Magic probably aren't trading for a star anytime soon. They're probably not kind of taking that big of a leap. But what they are hoping for is they are hoping that someone on this roster gets better. That someone on this roster takes a sizable leap that changes the fortunes of this franchise. You know, we put our all our eggs in the Aaron Gordon basket for a long time. We're certainly very optimistic about Jonathan Isaac, but this team needs someone else on the roster to step up in a major way. The story of Markel Fultz is well told at this point, especially among Magic fans. We know all the pain uh, and all the struggle he went through when the Magic acquired him from the Philadelphia 76ers in February of 2019. Essentially, they had given up on him, um, you know, for lack of a better better phrase. But, uh, you know, maybe it's more accurate to say that the Sixers just didn't have the time for him. The Sixers were uh, essentially a team trying to win, and they didn't have the time to develop a, a young player going through uh, some injury hardship, both you know at the beginning, his wrist and his knee issues that he was dealing with from Washington, to then the thoracic outlet syndrome that made it nearly impossible for him to play. The Magic did have that time. The Magic did have that patience. It's a much kind of lower pressure situation. Even though the team was trying to win, they were also willing to wait. 
And the Magic gave Markel Fultz all the runway he needed to get himself back. It wasn't until two weeks before training camp last year that Markel Fultz was shooting jumpers, which makes what he did in the 2020 season even more amazing. We're talking. We're getting ready to talk about the first preseason game here. From the very first preseason game against the San Antonio Spurs, it was clear the kind of impact Markel Fultz can make. He was just happy to be on the floor, number one. But number two, he was making his teammates better. He was making the team better. And over the course of the 2020 season, we saw just how good Markel Fultz can be. The stats are not overly impressive. We will all grant you that. 12.1 points per game, a 48.8% effective field goal percentage, 26.7% from beyond the arc, 5.1 assists per game, which is impressive, uh, 73% from the foul line. Not the most impressive stats. He was still the starting point guard for the Magic, and he had some big moments, the steal and basket to, to clinch the game against the Wizards. That proved to be important in the end. His finishing kick against the Los Angeles Lakers in January on the road Markel Fultz had some big moments and made some big shots for the Magic. He is a, a playmaker and someone who can create his own shot The question and create space for his own shot. The question was always whether that shot would be effective enough or whether defenses would respect that shot when he was off the ball. And that's the part that's still a work in progress. If young players make their biggest leaps between their rookie and their second seasons, which most that, that's that's a general truism around the league, that a lot of players, you know, their 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 heads are spinning that rookie year. They don't know what they're doing, and it's going to be that's certainly going to be the case of Chumo Kiki and Cole Anthony this year. They have no clue what they're doing. They're highly unreliable. But now that they get a little bit of a taste of the league, now they know what they have to do. They've been through the ringer once. They come back better. Steve Clifford said it plain and simple. On Wednesday, Markel Fultz came back better. You know, I, I keep thinking back always to what Jeff Weltman said uh, as the team exited the bubble or after the team exited the bubble and said, you know, our hope is we are no longer talking about Markel Fultz within the context of his injury. We're just talking about Markel Fultz as a basketball player. Unfortunately, he hasn't quite escaped the context of his injury. As good as his 2020 season was, it's good because of how far he had to go to get there. How, how long that path was from not being able to play at all to being a you know fairly reliable starter. So now what comes next? What is the next step? Steve Clifford, you know, had, you know last year in training camp, Steve Clifford was... Definitely ringing some alarms. Uh, you know, maybe not, you know, like clanging them very, very loudly, but he was certainly saying some. there were some things that were difficult and and he was not, I wouldn't say overly effusive with praise. I, I mean, certainly we all joked about it at the time among the media, um, but the first practice he said, you know, our practice was not good enough. Um, and, and he would later say toward the end of the preseason last year, if I'm remembering correctly, that they did not have the training camp that they wanted to have. There's been none of that negative talk um, from Steve Clifford this time around. Um, every time he's been asked how training camp is going or how practice went, he said, you know, our energy is good. We're still getting organized. You know, we're, you know, he said today, he said Wednesday that um, that they're about where they would be for the September pickup runs, which, you know, again, this is a quick turnaround. Um, but he's generally said the energy and focus and intensity has been good. He said, generally said he's been impressed with several players, including Cole Anthony and now including Markel Fultz. 
the pertinent quotes from Steve Clifford were that Markel Fultz has improved his jumper greatly. His release point is close to where it was at Washington, according to Clifford. Uh, And Fultz has taken on a more leadership, more vocal role within the offense. Clifford has always praised Fultz's playmaking and ability to command an offense, but now with a year as the starting point guard, and, and yeah, no DJ Augustine, so he's unquestionably the starting point guard now. With all that gone, Fultz really does have control over this team. This is Fultz's team. And the Magic are willing to see just how far he can take it. Now, Fultz does have a contract coming up at the end of the year. Um, the, the deadline, I believe, to sign that new con- to sign an extension for both him and Jonathan Isaac are December 22nd. I would not be surprised if he does sign one, especially if he plays well in these four preseason games. But the way Steve Clifford described Markel Fultz is, you're going to see it. He is a lot better. And undoubtedly, if Fultz becomes even a reliable three-point shooter, if he becomes, uh, uh, he's already a really good mid-range jump shooter. He's one of the best mid-range jump shooters in the league last year, um, especially toward the end of the season. Um, if he can become a reliable shooter and scorer, we've all seen the passing ability. We've all seen his ability to get into the lane. We've all seen his ability to create. If he can do all of that, then all of a sudden, he becomes a much different player. I don't think number one overall pick Marco Fultz is coming back. I don't think we're going to see a guy who's a 25-point-a-night guy like everyone seemed to think he might be coming out of Washington. That dominant score, it's going to be tough to reach those levels again. But Marco Fultz can certainly be a top-end point guard. Maybe not an all you know, again, not, not an all-star, maybe, maybe an occasional all-star, but certainly he is talented and skilled enough to get there. And this year is frankly going to be a year where we kind of learn and figure out exactly what Markel Fultz can be and exactly where he fits into this team's future. We're going to see him in action Friday, at least if you get the at Fox Sports Atlanta, the, the Fox Sports Network in Atlanta. I believe it's Fox Sports South or Southeast. Um, we're going to see if we're going to see if th- that's what he looks like then. But time will tell. Certainly, we'll wait till the regular season to make any final judgments. The Orlando Magic are certainly a team that's looking for notice. Marco Fultz is a big piece of that. We'll talk a little bit about some of the rankings that have come out. I know I touched upon them yesterday. We'll touch upon them a little bit more coming up in just a moment. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Coming up on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic, we will talk about a basketball game. We'll preview the Magic's matchup with the Atlanta Hawks. What to expect from the first preseason game, what we're looking forward to. We'll get to all that coming up on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic. But I I think the first place to start is with kind of how we set expectations or how how we we kind of get to where we are. 
or, or get to what we think this season's going to be. The bottom line is, you know, the Orlando Magic are not a national team. They're not a team that has an all-star player that has much appeal to the television audience, and that's 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 fair. I've sat here throughout the course of the offseason, throughout the course of the, the, the not, not the summer, but through the offseason, um, as we've talked about what this team is capable of, and I have said unequivocally that the team's goal is to make the playoffs, and that is 100% true. There is no reason to think that this team cannot make the playoffs. They've proven they, that they can do it the last two years, and until someone else steps up and knocks them off the throne, or the Magic to struggle and flame out, there is no reason to think they are not capable of doing it again. Now, whether the Magic will do this, or whether, you know, I, I, I could sit here and objectively believe that, you know, that's more likely to happen than not, is a completely different question. Right now, though, the team's goal is undoubtedly make the field of eight. Not the play-in tournament, the field of eight in each conference. Again, as low as bars that might be, that is the goal. But obviously, the Magic have become overlooked. The Atlanta Hawks have a superstar in the making in Trey Young. They were aggressive this offseason going, going after veteran players to try and get that Magic spot, get the Magic spot. The Washington Wizards swapped out John Wall for Russell Westbrook, and while that that is sort of a lateral move contractually, it it does make them better. Russell Westbrook is a very good player. The Charlotte Hornets got better with Gordon Hayward. The the Chicago Bulls got better just by getting Billy Donovan as their coach, probably. The Magic are facing stiffer competition, but the expectations do not change. However, what is going to have to change is the perception around the league. Not just the perception among fans, but the perception around the league. That's been a sticking point throughout this whole process. That has been a sticking point for this team. Because right now, there isn't much to draw the eye. You know, ESPN released their top 100 players. Only two Magic players made the list. Evan Fournier wasn't in the top 100, which I think is a crime, to be honest. But Nikola Vucevic was in the 40s. Aaron Gordon was in the 70s or 80s. These are problems we all understand the Magic have. These are problems that we all understand the Magic need to overcome to take their next step. They need better top-end players to truly compete. And a lot of that might come through internal development. You know, maybe Markel Fultz takes another leap and gets into the 30s or 40s. Maybe Aaron Gordon takes a leap and jumps up there. You know, Jonathan Isaac is certainly a capable player. But the Magic aren't going to get this notice unless they win. This was the struggle of the 2020 season, to be perfectly honest. It was not that the Magic made the playoffs. It was that the Magic back their way in. And we talked about it, how the Magic needed to play their way into the playoffs, and it sure didn't feel like they did. As many have pointed out to me in that Eastern Conference, the Magic made it almost by default. That shouldn't take away from the accomplishment, that shouldn't take away from the fact that they were one of the eight best teams in the Eastern Conference, but the price was paid in the offseason. You win, the perception of your players changes. You win, 
And teams want your players. Teams want to be on your team. Jeff Waltman has talked about how the Magic have a better reputation around the league from both players and agents and coaches and all that stuff. And I think that is 100% true. Kareem Mane spoke about it today, about how good this team's culture is. The Magic are doing great work building the foundation. But a foundation isn't what attracts people or or makes people notice you. It's the parapets. It's the, the dressing. It's the bunting. And that's what the Magic are missing. That, that strained metaphor is about to end. What the Magic need is they need the star player. That's, that's undoubted. But what they need to do to get that star player is either for him to grow on the roster or they need to win to boost their perception and boost the value of the players on their team. That didn't happen in 2020 because the team struggled so much. Essentially, the league looked at the Magic and said, y'all need to rebuild. We're not giving you anything for what you have. At least what you're willing to give up. We'll give you draft picks. We'll give you an expiring contract we don't need anymore. But don't expect the player that's going to help you win now. The Magic are trying to have their foot in both worlds, and they should with the roster that they have because it is still a relatively young roster. But this is the other problem. A team like the Atlanta Hawks, despite having the worst record in the Eastern Conference, had a perception that they were on the rise, thanks to young players like Trey Young making the All-Star team. That's the star power. The Magic, they got some interesting young guys, there's no doubt about it, but you go look at fan-sided uh, 25 under 25, the Magic don't have anyone on the list. Aaron Gordon was in the 20s last year. He just turned 25, so he's no longer eligible for the list. In fact, Mo Bamba was named to one of the most disappointing players, 25 under 25, although the write-up on that did say that Bamba at least has a provable NBA skill in his shot blocking and his potential to be a three-point shooter. The issue has just been injuries more than anything else. The, the leg injury that knocked out half a season, or almost half a season in 2019, and COVID, which knocked him out of the playoffs, last year. The Magic need young players to succeed and grow. They need Cole Anthony to hit. They need Chumo Kiki to hit. They need Mo Bamba to be a player. They need all of this to take their next step. And ultimately, this is how you get noticed. All that other stuff is nice. But winning is ultimately how you get noticed and how you make progress. There is no other way to do it. You can luck into a lottery and get a star. You can obviously make a move in the draft to get a young star that starts generating excitement. But I can tell you this, the Atlanta Hawks are not competing for a playoff spot this year. A lot of that luster on Trey Young is going to wear off. Devin Booker had had a lot of buzz around him, but a lot of questions too. Whether his style of play, whether he could lead a team to a winning record and into the playoffs. You know why Chris Paul is in Phoenix right now? Because the Suns went 8-0 in the bubble, and that was extremely impressive. That caught everyone's attention. And Booker's a, dyna- a dynamic score that Paul said, I can work with that. The Magic needs something like that. They need a player that a veteran is going to say, I will work with that. 
Honestly, you go back and look at Steve Clifford in Charlotte with the Bobcats, with the then Bobcats. Al Jefferson looked at the at the Hornets and a young Kemba Walker and said, I can work with that. And Al Jefferson's obviously not at the level of the kind of guys we're talking about here. But the Hornets went in about two years from the worst record in NBA history to a playoff berth thanks to Steve Clifford, thanks to Kemba Walker, thanks to Al Jefferson taking the chance on them. Essentially, the Magic have to prove they are a gamble worth taking. And that part is still a bit uncertain. As much as the Magic have improved as strong as their foundation is, they still need that one guy to tie the whole thing together. And that's really where the Magic are entering this season. We'll talk a little bit more about training camp as the Orlando Magic get set for the first preseason game coming up in just a moment. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Don't forget, next week is the week before the NBA season begins. But the wait is almost over for the NBA season. The 2021 NBA season is almost here. And the Locked On NBA podcast will get you ready with a special week of shows beginning Monday, December 14th. Get previews of every team division by division from all 30 of our Locked On local experts, including us here at Locked On Magic. Plus, waiver wire editions from Locked On Fantasy Basketball, rookies to watch from Chad Ford, and predictions on each division from rejecting the screen. Subscribe to Locked On NBA wherever you get podcasts and do not miss these special episodes all next week starting Monday on Locked On NBA. This training camp is different. There's there's no getting around it. There's no changing it. There is no denying it at this point. This training camp is different. Is just just the whole vibe of it is different. Players have not had the same amount of time to get ready for the season. Um, they haven't had the same kind of preparation and team building that they usually have before season begins. Uh, and it is just, it, they're preparing for a season that, that they, they honestly cannot fully comprehend. I, I don't think we really know what's going to happen this season. And, and, I, and I again, just like before the bubble, and we were like, we don't know if this is going to work. We don't know if this is... Uh, going to get the job done. We don't know how players are going to react. We, we anticipated that there would be some something a bit off about the way games were played there. The same is going to be said here. We've seen several leagues succeed in getting to the end of their seasons. MLS is in the MLS Cup. Um, you know, MLB got through their season despite some early hiccups. The NFL continues to trudge along even as it has struggled mightily. Uh, to get through its season. College football has had its struggles. College basketball is having its struggles, but it does seem like you will be able to get through a season, that you will be able to get to the end if everyone stays disciplined and everyone uh, does you know, does their part to kind of keep the virus from spreading or if, if it does enter kind of this, this bubble's the wrong word, but does enter this social circle that it's closed off very, very quickly. Um, if everyone is attentive and honest and responsible, 
then yes, the NBA can get through its season. It can succeed in this way. But we don't know. We honestly don't know. And the preparation for this season has been a difficult one. We talked about it earlier this week, how rookies are at a special disadvantage. They don't have summer league. They don't have the September mini camps. They're trying to learn an entire NBA playbook and be ready to play in two weeks. That is insane. That is a very difficult thing to do. And if whoever wins rookie this year this year deserves a gold star on top of whatever they whatever award they get or whatever trophy they bring home. That is that is the truth. But veteran players are going to go through the same issues too. While a lot of training camps going to feel familiar. The speed at which things are coming, the speed at which games are starting to be played, the speed at which the season's going to start is definitely going to be something that they haven't experienced either. And Steve Clifford has drawn a lot on his experience from the bubble to try and make this training camp work. Clifford said most of the focus in the early parts in camp were about just playing. If you're a guy like Chumo Kiki, you haven't played in two years. If you're Cole Anthony, you haven't played since March. Dwayne Bacon of the Charlotte Hornets told Clifford he hadn't played five-on-five since March. And so Clifford said, Clifford's essentially taking the philosophy that there is no way for his team to be ready to play a season without regaining the rhythm that they might have lost. For without regaining the rhythm of just playing every day. Something that a lot of players and a lot of people were not able to do during the pandemic because of lockdowns, because of you know, gym access because teams probably didn't want them to play in areas where you know they don't have control at this point. There is a love of the game cause on most contracts, so they couldn't stop them. But they probably were like, you know, if you're going to play, you know, take these precautions. A lot of players haven't had that opportunity, and each team is dealing with this in a different way. But the teams that went in the bubble, those 22 teams, have an advantage. Because they've played five-on-five five much sooner than everyone else, although there were mini camps for some of the teams that did not make the playoffs. They've played in games more recently. But they've also experienced the kind of restrictions and discipline it takes to make the bubble work and how to, honestly, get back to NBA levels quickly. Because they've done it before. Now, how much is that going to matter? We're going to find out. We're going to find out if actually being in the bubble mattered with how teams play and how teams get off, how teams start. It's going to be very interesting. But this camp is different. This camp, there is a focus as much on installing and and getting ready for the season, getting in shape, as there is in just playing again. Just being out on the court, playing again. And it is, again, yet to be seen which model is successful, which model works best. Magic hope that their time in the bubble will give them a little bit of a leg up. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himalay, Google Play, Spotify, and all the places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore MD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic.
Hey Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.